Cobram Estate is the most awarded Australian extra virgin olive oil. Let it be the hero when entertaining family and friends. Cobram Estate extra virgin olive oil is fresh and full of flavour. Perfect for roasting, frying, baking, dressing salads and for dipping bread. Make your food taste even better with a little help from Cobram Estate. Premium quality, great tasting and a versatile healthy alternative. Buy in store at all major retailers. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free drink play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad break string play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play. Exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Jeez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Hi, this is the Dill and Friends podcast. I'm Deborah. Dylan's mum. Thanks for tuning in and I hope you like the show as much as I do. Don't forget to like and subscribe. G'day guys and welcome to another episode of Dill and Friends. What an absolute pleasure I have in introducing my next guest. Uh, Absolute champion, uh, 121 game uh, superstar, captain of the GWS Giants, Phil Davis. Phil, thanks for coming on the show, mate. Dylan, thank you very much for having me. I'm nervous and excited <laughs> and can't wait to see what your cheeky little face has got for me. Don't be nervous. We're all friends here. Uh, I, I'd never stitch up a mate and uh, it's good to have you on the show, mate. And I actually was a little bit worried because we did organise this a couple of weeks ago. But um, in between that and it happening, we had a bit of a mishap at training last week. Yeah, our friendship got tested. You actually headbutted me in no, the elbow. Sure elbow. You <laughs> I bruised your elbow. <laughs> you headbutted me in the elbow. Yeah, it was a tough time. Um, for those who don't know, I don't really like tackling drills. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> and um, I decided to try to tackle Dill, and somehow I heat-seeked <laughs> his elbow on my eyebrow. Um, some would say deliberately because I missed the last three minutes of the tackling drill. Um, I was it already was having a You know the best thing day. about that is when someone gets down in the tackling drill and you're tackling them, you don't have to tackle either. So you just stand there like, oh, come on, mate. Are you all right? You're all right. <laughs> it was a sad moment. It, it blew up. Poor uh, the physios and Merv, the trainer, they came up to me and were asking if I was all right. And I told them very quickly to uh, leave me alone because I wasn't in a great mood. And uh, fortunately, I, I had a nice little bruise on my eyebrow for a while there. It looked good. Yeah, your elbow all right though? Oh, uh, it's it's not bad. It's straight it's now. Sore. It's bit, oh, actually, no, it's a bit like Matai Muller, isn't there? Not a lot of straightness there. <laughs> so it's, it's, I think I might have to miss tackling this week as well. Um, mate, let's get into it. It's uh, it's a great story um, that we're going to talk about today. Yourself, um, yourself, you're a great man. Um, but where do we start? I, I suppose it's, it's growing up. Um, a lot of conjecture about my growing up. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> that's what I really want to talk about. So basically... History shows you were born in Canberra. Yeah. You moved to Adelaide. Yeah. Now, as I've known you, you've always called yourself a proud South Australian. Correct. So, I just want to get to the bottom <laughs> of it now. What are you? Because obviously we're at the Giants now. We're in we're in beautiful Western Sydney. It's an absolute fantastic day. Um, it's quite early in the morning. It's probably about 40 degrees out here. Um, so, Canberra obviously is affiliated with us, playing there this week. But then again, 
you say from South Australia, where you had a great three-year career there at the Crows. <laughs> um, what's the go with that, mate? I love the use of the word great. I reckon, I reckon all the fans in Adelaide would totally agree. Um, oh, it's a difficult one. Life's subjective, isn't it? But uh, unfortunately for me, I'm uh, no matter what I say, I get bagged either way. But no, I was born in Canberra. Um, I lived there till I was 12. And then I moved to Adelaide and spent about yeah. 10 years there. But I'm all about your formative years. Yeah, okay. I don't remember zero to six. Yeah, Like, fair. what did you do when you were four? Well, you don't remember, mate. That, yeah, that's... Well, it's actually funny you say that because I don't remember. But I'm from actually from Ballarat. So, I'm a proud Victorian. you washed your hands clean of that one? Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> I, but I'm proud of it. I'm very proud of it. Um, Ballarat is an absolute God's country down there. It is probably the coldest place on earth. I lived there from zero to two. So why are you and Hopper are such good friends? Well, Hopper's not actually from Ballarat. I'm actually, I was born at St. John of God Hospital. Dad was coaching down there at the mighty um, North Ballarat Roosters. Oh, yep. Uh, my roosters were called so for one. me and my sister were both born down in, in Ballarat. Um, but yeah, I'm proud. On the passport, it says Ballarat. Um, nice. People always, you know, shocked to find that out, but I'm a proud Balloratian. Um, I have one memory of Ballarat. I was about three years old. I was in this pool in Ballarat, um, believe it or not, and I stepped on a frog. Nice. That's my one memory. Didn't kiss it? Uh, might have. Don't well, remember. That's a toad, isn't it? Whoops, yeah, I went wrong. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm proud to say I was born in Canberra, but I just I just uh, associate more with Adelaide. And, yeah. Um, Canberra's a beautiful part of the world, and don't we just love going down there and seeing the politicians so and kissing fresh. babies down there? Canberra's beautiful. Um, but yes, beautiful. I'm a, I'd play for South Australia in the... Uh, if I got picked, I'd play You'd for play South, South Australia. Okay. But if I didn't get picked, I'd probably try to get picked for the Allies as well. Okay. I'd do whatever it took. Yes. Um... South Australia, funny place while we're on the topic. This wasn't planned, but it is a funny place because, look, I've, I've been lucky enough to be on a list for eight years now. And the funny thing about AFL football is you meet some funny guys, right? And guys you probably wouldn't meet otherwise. But I always found, especially when I was at Carlton, they drafted the weirdest blokes from South <laughs> Australia. Like, they're always just still genuinely the weirdest guys I've ever met. Oh, we're different. There's no doubt about that. I think... Um you know, I thought Adelaide was a big city moving from Canberra. I thought, yeah. oh, wow, look at me go here, 1.1 million people, <laughs> everything's here. You know, it's, I saw my first homeless person in Adelaide. Like, it was a really big growing experience. And then, yeah, the people are different. We say things differently, but yes. yeah, we're strange. Quilt. I know, you, you know, and the quilt. That annoys, that annoys no, we, me. No, we, I think it's Queensland says peel, but, you know, chance, dance, chance, France, yeah. circumstance. Yeah, that on. cop a fair bit of that, graph. But no, we're definitely different. I remember when I first started the Giants, we had a few South Australians and Craig Lambert used to say that I was, for a South Australian, I was okay. And that's when I started to realise that a rep of South Australians wasn't super strong. Yeah, it's not great. Um, So that decision to leave Adelaide then, obviously, so we're fast forwarding. I'm just going to skip over that because there's a lot to get through today and we're going to get it. Yeah, yeah, that's more of an open topic. You're playing footy, you're going really well. 18, get drafted, pick 10, Adelaide, you're there. So you're homegrown, we'll say homegrown go to Adelaide you're there you're the next captain of Adelaide that's what they're touting you as yeah honestly because I've if you haven't already there's a video on YouTube I was going to say something else then it's on YouTube <laughs> and it's uh, of Phil the decision when Phil left Adelaide to announce that he was coming to the Giants and it's one of the most awkward videos it has to be top few. I, I should watch that I've never ever watched you it you handled yourself so well like I've never seen someone in a press conference you were 20 years of age this time you've literally handled yourself as good as I've ever seen but the bloke from Adelaide I can't remember his name Phil Harper Phil Harper was literally just having a dig at you the whole time it was like so immature I'm pretty immature but it was that was pretty immature 
and the press are just absolutely hammering you with these questions about your decision to leave Adelaide for Giants. We picked him because he was a quality player. We used pick number 10 and we're disappointed, absolutely 100% disappointed to lose him. But you know, now he's the enemy and he'll be treated as such. What are your memories of that? And mate, what, was it, what was the whole situation like when you were yeah, leaving that club? We'll talk about that press effect. I made two yeah. mistakes. One, that shirt. I like the shirt. No, nah, but the problem was you I shouldn't... I like because it was a butterfly cut. Yeah, but, no, yeah, but you also shouldn't wear stripes on TV because if they're too close, they actually merge and look a little uh, bit weird. So that was, yeah, a, okay. that was a mistake. I learned that. Note Second mistake was my haircut. I uh, like the haircut. It was very short. I think um, a mate of mine who I played with then and I used to get two-for-one deals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shirt and cut. So that was, um, that's how we got to that situation. That was disappointing. But it was a strange... The whole... Day, well, that day was really quite weird, but we won't go into too much detail. But I basically walked in this morning, in the morning, and told everyone I was leaving. That was kind of emotional, which is kind of weird. Yeah. I chose to leave. It was pretty emotional. Yep. But I tried to tell the CEO, head of footy, a few people um, in the morning, at eight o'clock. Mm. A couple of them didn't show up because they, they already knew the news. Okay. That was a bit disappointing. Um, maybe stuck in traffic. Maybe stuck in traffic. Adelaide's, Adelaide's busy. Very busy. Um, and then, yeah, I went to a press conference and uh, just got bagged from pillar to post. Um, <laughs> So that was good, I feel, so I appreciated that. Uh, but, uh, it, you know, I understand that they're frustrated. You know, we've had lots of players leave from the Giants. It's always sad to see young players leave, and I get you got to sell a message to the members, and I hold no grudges there. But, mm. um, you know, for a 20-year-old to be sitting there just copying that. One thing I was happy about was my seat was a bit higher. Yeah, you looked Yeah, you I looked, looked a little bit taller, cool. which was I thought was a little win, a little yeah, moral win there very, for me. But, um, oh, it was a strange thing. Like, it was a strange time because I hurt my shoulder in round four and missed 19 weeks that year. Yeah, because so um, they actually said they were going to play, they would have played you for the rest of the year yeah. if you weren't injured and then let you go. Do you yeah. reckon they would have or not? I wouldn't have told them I was going to leave. Yeah, true. <laughs> would have done the wardy. Idiot. It's called the cow ward when you just don't tell them what you're going to do and yeah. just keep playing and playing and playing. Same with this Tom Scully. Um, <laughs> no, nah, but Adelaide were fantastic to me. I've got, I love my time in Adelaide. Yeah. It was a really hard decision to leave. I, um, there's a couple of things. Um, obviously, I wanted to win, and I thought Adelaide. I mean, the Giants were going to be super successful, and yep. um, we haven't got there yet. But we're going to be better. Building a game in New South Wales was a cool thing, and yep. obviously financially it was rewarding too. Yep. And uh, I think it's all worked out pretty well for me. I've loved my time up here. It's been awesome. Meet people like you, yes, and other guys up here. It's been great. I've still got my friends in Adelaide who I still talk to. Yeah, that's no, it's great, mate. And I love, I love it up here as well. It's a very similar sort of situation to how I got here, yeah. I suppose. Um, but with yours, it was sort of like... You we're both were, uncontracted. Yeah, we're both uncontracted. We're both out of contract. <laughs> um, yeah, it was purely my decision to leave. Uh, That's got, what it's all about. And yeah, Financially exactly. more rewarding. Financially more rewarding. Chasing um, vitamin D. Yeah. and uh, you grew the, Haven't you grown the game? Your podcast and everything. Podcast. Um, get to go to the beach. How about um, when you go out and visit those little kids at schools? Don't oh, they love boost me. their life. They love me. They, uh, they absolutely love me. I think I got called Frodo the other day a few times for some um, kids out in... In Parramatta, which was nice. Looks like our kids. lives are really parallel, just six years apart. <laughs> um, there was one one of my favourite parts of that interview, though. Just quickly, I want to go oh, no, where the guy know. the guy said, literally, he said you were the enemy and that you had to go clean your locker out that day. That was like just ruthless. <laughs> I think I, I remember a few quotes. One of the quotes was, "Phil is now the enemy and will be treated as, as such." such. Yeah. <laughs> That was a good one. That but was coming actually, from Neil Craig. Yeah, was it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, he used so that so Craig used that line a year before on Nathan Bock as well. So I knew it was. You knew what coming. was coming. I yeah. knew that one was coming. Yeah. Um, little did I know, I'd sort of made my mind up a week before, and for um, and I sort of 
obviously was drip feeding, cleaning out my locker. So my good friends realized that I was taking two or three items a day <laughs> to make that last clean out a little bit more efficient. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I must admit, uh, Adelaide were awesome to me and um, it was a great time and I understood that they had to get rid of me because yep. I was of no use to them because I wasn't playing. You know, they put a bit of investment into me as well and I understand their frustration and all I can say is I greatly enjoyed my time then And uh, but I, I love my time up here. Yes. Thank you, Adelaide. Uh, all right, mate. So I've got burn anyone there that wants to get angry at me for that, but we'll be right. No, nah, no. Nah, well, we are big in Adelaide this podcast, <laughs> so be careful. Um, mate, so then obviously... You've left the Crows, uh, you've got that time off, and then it was moving to Sydney. Where do you start? Like, it, the club at that stage was really just you because you were the first signing. Yeah. Um, you didn't really know if anyone else coming. Where did you say you were going to go live? Did you move there straight away? Like, what happened? Uh, luckily, with the Lamberts, who were in charge of welfare at that time, they basically told me how it was all going to work. Um, Gubby and Stephen Savani were there, but, yeah, no other players Yeah. Um, had no idea... Um, how that was all going to pan out. Obviously, knew a couple like Jack Homsch was already here, Homsch. and he was from um, South Australia. So there were a couple like that. And then One of the absolute gentlemen oh, of the oh. game. That he, oh, I've had the pleasure of playing footy with Homsch before. He's genuinely the nicest. Yeah, we love guy. Jack. The only thing we don't love at the moment is how long his fringes at the moment. Yeah. But he's in the Gold Coast. So we'll let that one. Yeah, slide. I reckon there's a bit of lemon juice in there yeah, as well. There's, there's a lot of lemon juice. He's, he's got the old thinning receding hairline, and, and he's put the lemon juice. Yeah. In so, but I spoke to him the other day. He got the feedback. Um, he admitted that he'd had it trimmed okay. and I said not enough <laughs> uh, but he, he went down the same path again on the weekend and they won though so Jack keep the lemon juice flowing up there go Jack so yeah we moved up here had no idea what was going on um, I must admit I think from memory once that happened I think I may have got a text from uh, Wardy Ooh. I think I think can't remember actually but there was communication at some point maybe after the year can't remember exactly but let's say timeline it worked out quite well yeah um, did that and then yeah moved up in November um, and then yeah it was sort of the Crows had just built a 21 million dollar facility it's a lot of money yeah I think it was called the Westpac Centre and I moved up here and I was in portables uh, <laughs> trying on a baseball trying on a baseball diamond <laughs> but it was crazy though because like you know we were just so optimistic and positive and how excited it was like the first year it sort of flew by yeah being out of Blacktown and having all these young kids and even getting flogged like first year wasn't too bad it was the second year that was the challenge yeah once you the honeymoon period had sort yeah, of the honey- laid off doesn't everyone love the honeymoon period it's a yeah. great time in everyone's life it is but yeah the second year was hard we won one game it wasn't until round 16 or 17 we actually started the year okay then Dill Shield called St Kilda old oh, and then I we lost that. by 100 points yeah, and that. everyone started bullying Dylan and yeah, we had to protect great. him that was a bit sad too that wasn't great Dylan he learned from that um so you come up here, you just said you spoke to Wardy, you guys are co-captains. Uh, time flies by, but you guys have had a sort of a really, really good relationship over that that period. Um, for someone to come into the club, you know, I wasn't there from the start, but the way you guys work together is as good as I've seen. You both complement each other so well. What do you put it down to, I suppose, of, you know, like how you started a club with all these young guys, you and Wardy are only 20, 21 yourself, being captains, being co-captains, um, and having to try and build that and set the culture. Yeah, I must admit, the start, Ward and I probably wouldn't say we did a lot of captaining stuff. We were pretty yeah. fortunate where like, Luke Powell was the third musketeer in our first year, yes. and he did a fair bit of the legwork. And then, you know, even from like, then on, um, you know, we, we, we were doing our best, but um, we were still quite young and learning. But, you know, you had Wardy on here the other day, and I must admit, by the way, just he was very funny. He was great. He was great. Um, it's not often we'd say Wardy's funny. No. But um, that was pretty exciting. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was <laughs> really funny. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's just worked really well. I, I think we've got a huge amount of respect for each other. And yeah. with that, you can put away all the ego and all that and just um, do what you think's best. And we sort of have generally similar opinions, yet we can be completely different on mm. things. So so it just works that we just trust each other and yeah. just go with the flow and neither of us are you know trying to grab anything personally it's all about the team and that seems to have worked pretty well and you know that's why it's so sad that um, he hurt himself on the weekend like, we yeah. just we all love him he's a great man and um, he's been so resilient um, for his whole time up here and this will be a different type of resilient he's about to show yeah. there's no doubt about that and you know his perspective in that post he put up was, yeah, was amazing and incredible so it's gonna be a challenge for me personally not having um, him there I'm just so yeah. used to having him there uh, obviously it'll be Monday to Friday but yeah game day he, he leads by example and um, he's just ferocious so uh, mm-hmm. we'll miss Wardy we will we we love Wardy um, he's an absolute heartbeat of the club and it's so sad but yeah like you said mate his perspective is incredible um, and I know he'll come back bigger and better so yeah. shout out to Wardy we love him but it is funny uh, that you do bring up the ego thing with the captaincy um, and you know Wardy's been through what he's been through but he's not getting out of this one um, both captains both come up here <laughs> both got Range Rovers Oh, yeah, it's a bit of an ego, isn't it? Like, like Wardy's got the big Range Rover, yeah, you've got the small one. Yeah, yeah. What's going on there? That's got to be a little bit of an ego thing. By that's by Wardy just um, let's just, let's just flexing this, a little yeah, bit. Let's there. make the story sound better. But so I, I just bought a little Discovery Sport just to get me from A to B because I didn't need a big car. Yep. And literally the next day, I rock up and he's got the big one. I oh, know, same <laughs> color, and he parked it next to mine, and then and he got the number plate. Didn't he park it in front of yours so like you couldn't actually he, see your car in the yeah, car yeah, He boxed me in and with the number plate saying "Got ya." <laughs> so that is uh, ego. Wardy, that is Wardy, ego. It's Wardy, fine. And then all of a sudden, Wardy and I both got trumped by the next ego, Josh Kelly. Oh, that's that's an ego, and it's all. Who got had to get the newest model with the number plate "Eat My Dust." You know the funniest thing about the Josh Kelly um, Range Rover story is. So Josh Kelly's bought a Range Rover, um, secrets out. <laughs> but basically, he's been, the funniest thing is, if you know Josh, he's the worst person of making a decision in the world. Correct. So ever since I've been up here, he's been talking about this Range Rover. Um, gone and had a look at, you know, X amount of cars. The final thing, um, which is a, it's a rational decision, but the final thing that got him over the line to buy the Range Rover wasn't because he liked the car or wanted the car. It was because a physio said... Yeah, it's good for your, it's good for your hips. <laughs> it was a throwaway line to say if you step up into a car, it might it might help your hips. And within 24 hours, he's bought a car. So he literally had a little an Audi, which was a beautiful car. I asked him if he could give it to me. He said no. It was a beautiful car, quite low to the ground. He's then gone on because he's had a bit of a sore hip. The physio said it might be a bit better, mate, to get a car that's a bit bigger. He went and bought a Range Rover. <laughs> Yeah, and the, w- the weird thing is he just, he, all he did was walk in there with a suitcase. It was a very strange environment, but um, you wouldn't believe he's looking at houses now, so we'll see where, how, how long that takes him to buy a house. Oh, seriously. He'll <laughs> have a lift, no stairs. Um, mate, we love podcasts. Love I've got podcasts. one, Dylan Friends. You've got one, The Footy Phil, which uh, you chat with the, the boys about the team, the game, the review of the week. Absolutely great a bit show. more boring than this, yes. No, no, no. It's a fantastic it's show. Very insightful. Do you want to have a chat about what that is? What what you sort of talk about? Alice and Zell, we've got to give her a shout yeah, out. Yeah, Zelly. Alice and Zell basically keeps the ship afloat. Yep. Um, last year I did it because they asked me to do it and we sort of just spoke all things Giants footy. Um, trying to branch out and make it a bit more interesting. Got a few guests now. Um, it's going okay. It definitely doesn't have the uptake of Dylan it's going Friends. Very well. but, uh, it's, it's going okay. Zelly is the reason why it's going well. <laughs> 
We're probably going to do a show today, hopefully, with potentially Josh Kelly. We're waiting to see that. <laughs> That'd um, be good. We're going to do a cross promotion with you, but we're going to save you for a few more weeks. Yeah, but, um, yeah, it's a bit of footy chat. Uh, hopefully, um, a bit of take on all things footy, so it's not just giant centric, and hopefully, other people might be interested in it. Yes, yes, hundred percent, guys. Check it out. Subscribe on iTunes. Give it a review. That's what we like. Um, and while you're at it, give me a review. Uh, yeah, nice five stars. That'd be nice. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO. Now also available on Hubble. Mate, um, Giants, obviously throughout your career you've had a few injuries. Um it's made you a resilient person, but there was a certain injury that obviously was a big one, the kidney the kidney malfunction, where you yeah. obviously hurt your injury. Can you talk us through that and obviously how it happened and what it was like for you at the time? Yeah, I'll probably get this story. Uh, I used to talk, talk it, tell it, and it took me about an hour. So I've really got quite good at condensing it because good. I realised people got bored at about 15 <laughs> minutes in. And so now I get it down to about two minutes. That's but okay. Basically, I was playing in a I'll derby. i two and a half. I was basically playing in the derby against Sydney and... Craig Bird need me just under the uh, rib, right rib, and I thought he broke my rib. I was sore, couldn't breathe. Lightning came, had 20 minutes off. Went and saw the dog. They said, oh, you th- we think you got a broken rib. Anyway, I was like, okay, it hurts, but whatever. It's just a broken rib. Mm. Put this, <laughs> the thinnest piece of <laughs> protection you've ever seen on my body. Oh, my, it was so embarrassing. Anyway, did that, played out the game, could barely run, um, felt horrific. But played out and was okay, like just short of short of breath. That yeah. was about the only symptom I had. And then, um, did you think something was wrong at the time, or no, you just, I just didn't? Thought, yeah. I just thought I'd hurt myself. Yeah. from like broken rib. Maybe that's why I felt like winded the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Couldn't breathe. Finished the game. We celebrated. We beat Sydney for the first time. Was walking back to the Giants facility from Giants Stadium, and I was walking up. We've got this little little rise out the front. Yes. Got my bag over my shoulder, and I couldn't pick up my uh, bag, so I had to put it on my left shoulder. Um, but I was walking up, and I just collapsed on the railing. Shit. Anyway, luckily, Nick French, our old physio, found me, came in, and I basically collapsed at the club, called an ambulance, um, but they did my blood pressure. It was all normal. They said, we'll take you to hospital just in case something's wrong. Hadn't gone to the toilet, which is an important part yes. of kidney injuries. Oh, I know this. I and, know then, this um, and then got to hospital, was all fine. So now we're talking. So it was a twilight game. So it's about 9, 10 p.m. now. I'm just under observation. I'm all fine. Crashed at about midnight. Go and have go to have a CT scan. I know. Excuse me. I need to go to the toilet. Filled up one of those vomit things. 800 mils of pure blood. Oh. Had the scan. Like, yeah, you're in a fair bit of strife. Basically, uh, two surgeries later. Eight days in ICU. Seven days in the uh, renal ward. And I was released from hospital about 10 kilograms later. I'd ruptured my kidney basically, wow. and uh, did that in the first yeah five minutes ago in the first quarter and. Play the game. Did the, so they fixed it in the end? Have yeah, you got so the kidney the f- still? Yeah, so it? I lost about 25% of it. So yeah. the first surgery fixed it for about four hours mm. and then it started bleeding again. And they, was, they actually told me, they said, oh, we're, 
it was actually this is actually one of the cool bits of the story was that I was going in for the second surgery and they said hey we'll, we'll keep you awake for it because it's better to do this breathing thing yeah. to plug it but if the plugging uh. doesn't work we'll have to knock you out take the kidney out ah. and I knew that if they took my kidney out I was going to retire I didn't want to play really? for my kidney yeah, yeah. shit so I, I decided so they said I said oh well the chance they're 50-50 oh my god I was like okay and they tried to push off the surgery for as long as possible because they wanted to see if I was actually just going to get better without more yeah. surgery but then with that I had all these other I was starting to get like pneumonia and all these other issues from just lying down yeah, for so yeah. long so I wasn't going super well so like we can't risk that anymore we'll go take you in but I said to them I said well we're not doing surgery like that you're either going to knock me out before we do it because if you try to knock me out when you're fixing me because it doesn't work I will try to punch you Yeah. so they knocked me out oh. they said you either wake up with a big scar down your guts or you won't woke up looked down no scar and away we went um, but it was quite funny I looked like the Michelin man yeah. they put like 21 blood products into me those bags into me and I looked like the Michelin man one part of my body was like enormous and blue from all the blood clotting yeah. and um, yeah it was a crazy time and uh, yeah, it wasn't great. I, I uh, was in yeah, hospital for two weeks, eight, uh, eight days of that in ICU. Um, it's just my story I tell all the boys about. Um, it's resilience. Yeah, just be like, guys, if you've got it, like Jacob Hobbit broke his finger a few years ago, I said, oh, that's cute. <laughs> it was one of the worst <laughs> fractures I've ever seen. I said, well, I played with a ruptured kidney, so come on, mate, ca- don't carry on. Seriously, you, I think going through that, you're allowed to go through that, man. That was That's an incredible story. I don't think, like, back then, I don't think that was really televised uh, not nah. televised but it wasn't as it was sort of hidden relatively well yeah, like, didn't, didn't really want people to talk nah. about it but it's quite funny you talk about like just life I sort of just dealt with it and like yeah. compartmentalised it never actually dealt with it and you just kept moving forward and I remember telling the story last yeah, year it was, it was the first time I've ever spoken about Fair it story. and it was like really quite emotional because yeah. you don't you just don't see what could have happened. You sort yeah. of, you just sort of a bit bulletproof and you just charge forward and you just go, let's just go after life. Yeah. And I, I never really put much time into it. And yeah. I'd obviously had a fair bit of psychological damage from it. Um, but it was it was a big part of my 100%. story. And, you know, it sort of changed my perspective a little bit on football. And it's important to remember that, you know, it's just a game. And it's something yeah. that we choose to do that we love. And that was a very stark reminder of that for me. That's it, man. And there's two things like, yeah, you've got to acknowledge that um, obviously he's like, you nearly could have died, really. Mm. So that's like the main thing. So obviously that gives you perspective. But the other sickening thing about this story is the way that you still play footy and mentally you can still put yourself in these positions is, I don't even know if it's a credit to yourself or you're just stupid. Like, like that's just something incredible. Like, how, how do you deal with that now? Have you found that when you got back it was hard to do that or was that just the way you play? Yeah, I looked like I was really fat when I got back because I wore this enormous kidney guard. Yeah. Um, and I guess I was pretty lucky about a minute into my first game back we're playing against Northern Territory Thunder. At giant stadium and the ball went over my head and I just went back with the fly because I didn't think about it it was the best thing for me I got crunched and away. then just yeah. Nick Maxwell actually spoke to me a few times during that period because he bruised his kidney yeah. um, and he said the best thing is that you just don't think about it and Tom Lonigan was awesome for me too yeah. um, so and Glenn Bartlett the president of Melbourne they've all been through similar things so I don't know I just I just don't really think um, and I must admit I don't think I'm very brave but it's no, sort of just brave. I just see the ball and I try to get it yeah. um, I'm trying to change it because last year I was pretty silly and just got myself knocked, knocked out, out when I didn't times. need to yeah. but um, you don't want that. I scare um, my beautiful partner Greta and yes. my mum and, and my sisters and stuff so I've got to really rein that in a little bit at mm-hmm. times but I guess it's just part and parcel of the game and you know I always just try to keep up with water you know it's that ego thing <laughs> <laughs> ego's driving it um, oh god it's yeah it's an incredible story um, 
about the kidney and it's I was going to tell you a story about a kidney problem that I had, um, but I just was don't know. Was it stone, was it? I don't know if it's going to compare, but I'm going to tell you anyway. Yeah, let's go for it. Basically, well, look, it's, 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 it's pretty much the same thing. Um, same values anyway. Different story, but same values. So basically, um, when I was at Carlton, um, it would have been probably early January, we were planning our footy trip because we knew when the dates were. <laughs> um, and well, anyway, I that for a few years too. it got to the end of the year and um, yeah, we're going to Thailand. Pretty excited, so it literally went from we can finish the year BNF Thailand in like a week. So you can imagine the boys are you know after a stressful year of um, not winning a game, you have a couple of beers at the end of the, at the end of the day, and uh, being the, the young fella I am, uh, I was trying to keep up having you know two beers a night, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was pretty I run down, drinking, yeah. pretty run down. So we were going pretty hard, um, and. <laughs> the season had finished We're at the BNF Literally from the BNF The next morning We're flying out to Thailand Footy trip It's a quick turnaround So I was like oh, Okay this is great This is awesome um, Off to Thailand Anyway I land Land in Thailand We're in beautiful Koh Samui By the way I hate Koh Samui It is probably the worst place I've been in my life Not sure if it's because Of this experience But it sucked Phuket is so much better Yes Anyway So we're in Thailand And um, Yeah so we get to Thailand We're obviously having some beers again We're on a footy trip with the boys Responsible drinking um, Noble boys One and Split a six pack between five of your mates If you're listening at home And um, anyway We're Yeah we're having a good time And um, Yeah having a few beers And I'm just like You know all the boys are going to have like a piss break And I was like this is weird Like I haven't taken I haven't taken a piss For like 12 hours And I've like Literally had like (laughs) At least one beer And um Yeah it got to the stage Where that night I was starting to feel like A little bit sick I had like a really bad pain In my back I was like, oh, maybe he's just sitting on the plane for like that long. All the boys, you know, they're just uh, obviously not not helping me at all. They just telling, no, they were not concerned. No. They were like punching me in the back and um, <laughs> trying to make me drink more. And um, yeah, so I kept drinking. Anyway, I went to sleep that night, and I like literally, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get worse on here. I've just got to cop it and go home and sleep. So I go home. I'm laying in bed. I'm literally shivering, like shivering in my bed. Like I didn't know what was going on. I was like, fuck it, I'm sick. Anyway, this, to this stage, I still haven't been to the toilet. Next morning, I was like, all right, we're up like early. Right now, as we stand right now? Or? No, I've had one now. Breakfast of champions, we're back down in the morning. And um, I'm sitting there again, all the boys are telling me how shit I am. Yeah, you suck. I was like, yeah, no, nah, it's fair enough. Had another couple of beers. Um, still haven't been to the tour. Anyway, this happens for three days. I haven't haven't taken a piss. And I'm like, I'm in some strife. Like, yeah, this is not oh, this no. is not good. The next morning, we're getting a boat to an island for a party. Okay. And I go... If I get on this boat to this party, like, I'm on an island. I've got no hospital. Yeah, like, if yeah. this gets worse... Hospitals aren't good in Thailand anyway. No. So, I've dead set, literally just got on my phone, booked a flight, not told anyone, just flew home straight away. And that didn't go down well. That's another story. But basically, I'm on this Courage. plane. Self-awareness. I'm on this plane, and it's just after the Malaysian Airlines plane's okay, gone nice. missing. So, I'm flying home with Malaysian Airlines. I'm the only bloke on the plane. So, I'm laying down on five seats it's all good but the bloke comes past sees me shivering on the plane because i'm in so much like pain he wants to put me in quarantine so i nearly got stuck in quarantine at melbourne airport manager sweet my uh sweet talk my out of it get home go to hospital have some blood tests long story short my kidneys are like failing they've nearly shut down i've no creatinine left like in them i'm in hospital for seven days i've lost 10 kilos and i'm just laying in bed on a drip they still don't know what happened like basically like my kidneys just shut down that is well, welcome. So basically, it's the same story. It is that's, courage. That's worse. Bravery. Self awareness. Te- uh, doing it for the teammates. Self awareness, and 
I think your ability to stand up when you're copying, that's not a good environment to be bailing out of. No, mate, oh, I wow. still haven't let it down, to be honest. I, I don't even know why I'm bringing it up because <laughs> I seriously, people just stopped. Uh, I've just stopped getting messages from Heath Scotland and um, calling me um, all types of names. And um, yeah, it was probably one of the. You dodged death, though. I dodged death, honestly. And people to this stage still, they Heath Scotland till, still just tells me that I was homesick and it's my mum. <laughs> Who wouldn't miss your mum? What a lady. <laughs> Hey Jacob Hopper. Hey. <laughs> what do I have to Go say? On. Start again. You don't know, oh, you haven't told me what to say. <laughs> no, just answer what I'm saying. Oh. <clears throat> hey Jacob Hopper. Hey, how are you? Hey, congratulations on your new contract. Thank you, buddy. Are you wrapped? I'm super stoked. Well done. And guess what is also good news for the Giants? We have 25,000 members. Wow, we. And what's better than 25? Thousand members? 30,000 members. If you want to sign up to be a Giants member, head to the website today and bloody sign up. You little beauty. Woohoo! <laughs> um, mate, podcasts, so we're on them, we love them. What are some of your favourite podcasts out at the moment? Yeah, I listen to a couple. I really like JJ Reddick. He, uh, he's sort of basketball player. Uh, he's at Philly 76ers. Yep. I listen to a bit of him. Um, Howie Games, Mark Howard. Yes. Um, I love sports, so I'm a bit of a sports addict. But yep. I, I, uh, Freakonomics, um, David Joyce. I've heard that um, one, yeah. Head of APU, sends us, me a few good ones there. Um, Joe Rogan, he's going for a little bit too long. Yeah, they're too long. A bit too long for me. But I love them. Lockie Keefe is obsessed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I listen to a, a, a bit of everything wherever I can. Um, yeah, Oprah Conversations, they're not bad if you want to get all philosophical about life as well. Oprah's great. Um I haven't actually listened to any of those ones, but besides the Joe Rogan, they're awesome. I absolutely love so those stories. That includes the footy fill, I know. So. No, the footy fill, <laughs> I definitely, definitely love. Um, I'm going to tell you about a few of my favourite sports yeah, podcasts. Footy fill, obviously, number one, <laughs> covering all things Giants, uh, reviews, chats, and with teammates. Um, I'm still yet to feature on that one, but uh, hopefully soon. There's a plan. Um, Mitch Robinson's got a podcast at the moment. Yep. Yeah, rip through it. Out. Chats all things uh, news in AFL, super coach, etc. He's a bit of a whiz, Robbo. He plays uh, Fortnite. Yeah. He's set up in his house. is absolutely incredible. I don't know how he did it. but He's it's, got it sorted. He's got it sorted. Check that one out. It's absolutely unreal. Um, another up-and-comer, a couple of mates of mine back in Melbourne, they've got a, a podcast a podcast, a podcast called The Magoos. Uh, oh, yeah. Two blokes that just have never played a senior game in their life, um, but they think they know everything about footy. It's absolutely hilarious. Check that one out. <laughs> Um, but the main podcast I listen to, Phil, and I don't know if you know this, I'm an absolute crime nuffy. Like, yeah. It's at that stage where like, I was listening to crime podcasts um, when I sleep, having dreams about murdering people, and I had to like... Not great. I had to stop doing it. Um, it was getting a bit unhealthy. Um, a couple of my favourite ones of those would be Serial. Have you heard yep, of Serial? So Adnan yep. Sayyid, um, yep. did he do it? Did, did he not one, do it? That one? Not sure. I still don't know. It's absolutely incredible. I think he did it. Did you Really? Because he's Jay though threw him under the bus. I know his mate was a bad. I just don't choose your mates very yeah. carefully. What was it? Family by blood, mates by choice. So yeah, like, choose, choose better, mate. Jay, yeah, I don't know. That just kills me. That one. Um, there's another one called Up and Vanish, season two. It's actually incredible. Yeah. It okay. it goes. Through, it's really hard to follow, but basically they actually solve a murder case from oh, the wow. podcast. That's cool. So check that one out. It's called Up and Vanished. Another one called In the Dark. It's a bit sickening, um, but I'm a sick puppy and it's not well. Teacher's Pet, you've, what, you listen teacher's to that one? Teacher's Pet, yeah, but I love the Teacher's Pet, but I just literally feel like he 
told the same show 18 times. Yeah, like, it was I, a bit slow, wasn't it? It was good, but like, I loved it. Um, they say repetition's the key. Yeah, well, definitely got the message through. Um, the Maddie McCann, what the hell happened there? I actually have no I idea. Know, I still that one on Netflix. I got to watch that. I don't know. Listen to the podcast. It's better. Better podcast. That's yeah. good. I've got plenty of time in the car. Um, so yeah, there's some really good crime ones. But yeah, the crime ones. Be careful, guys. Um, I know it sounds bad, but I yeah, it's yeah. I'm not going to kill anyone. I have thought about it, but like yeah, because you because it stimulated that. Yeah, exactly. Rash like the rational side of it kicks in, and I think like jail time not worth it with my figure going to jail big guys would have a bit of fun with it yeah because you're a good looking man and look at his eyes just not worth it for yeah. me at the moment um mate phil davis phil davis is a busy man phil davis is everything phil davis is a afl captain he's a uh, vice captain of the aflpa he's a podcast so he's an expert commentator real estate guru what else <laughs> what else do you do you do everything you love like what 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 I used to be busier I, I, I realised I had to cut down. Um, no, I do uni. Yes. I'm, doing, I'm just studying. I'm a massive nerd. Everyone knows I'm a nerd. Um, I don't know. I'm just about life experiences. Like you deal, I try to do as much as I can. Yes. I must admit, I usually feel pretty lazy if I spend too much time with Matt DeBoer, so I try to avoid him. Oh, he's crazy. I like to hang yeah, out with God. Jacob Hopper and Josh Kelly cause I, and Adam Kenny. They, they just cafe like, hop. And they make me feel like I'm the most productive human being exactly. of all time. Their, day, their idea of a productive afternoon is going to a cafe and having a coffee. And if they read half a page of a newspaper... <laughs> Um, they've had a big, big day. But no, I, I don't know. I just like to keep busy. I'm trying to learn as much as possible. I've got this sad realisation that I can't play football forever. Yeah. That sort of hit me about a year and a half ago. Yeah. And now I'm just trying to learn as much as I can. So what do you think, like, you know, say in five years' time, right? Phil Davis. Still playing. Six years, sorry, seven, seven years. We'll go seven years. Eight years' time. Let's I say think Wayne years. Campbell's listening to this. He's giving out five-year deals at the moment. So let's both get on. I'm only oh, no, I prefer one-year deals. <laughs> one-year rookie deals are awesome. <laughs> I just love not knowing what the... Everyone wants that. I just love not, not knowing planning. what... Yeah. Planning's overrated. Living like day-to-day, you're just not knowing what you're doing I in your life. Is that money. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, eight years' time, we'll say eight years. What's, what, what can we see you doing? What's what's a goal right now? The vision I'll probably be in a suit. Yeah? Yeah. I you look I'll, good in a suit. Yeah, I'll probably just be suited up Are you going to have that haircut with a suit uh, or you go I back to the not, short? But, uh, as I said, my partner, Greta, she yeah. uh, likes long hair. Ooh. And I'm not big on long hair and I'm not sure if it's very corporate But no, yeah. I, I'll uh, step away from football for a bit and just try to learn some general business skills. Yeah, life skills. Um, and then... I love I, I do love sports, so I'd love yeah. to get back in there somehow, whether it be on the administration side or not. I'm not sure, but um, I yeah, can see you just doing. I, I can see you just doing a bit of everything. To be honest, like, I can't see you doing one thing. I think consultant would be fun. Yeah, yeah, I can see you as a bit of like a jack of all trades master. Yeah, man. like <laughs> look at look at Juddy. Like that guy just does everything. Like he's a commentator. He's on a board. He owns like six businesses. Jagged. Jagged. I, I think he sold Jagged. But oh, did he? Oh, Wardy's sure. still involved. Wardy's still involved. Go Jagged. Um, yeah, so maybe something like that. Yeah, that'd be fun. Um, another thing that I love about you oh, no. is your vocab. Oh. Do you... This is for once more. Do you have a word of the day? Because I feel like sometimes <laughs> you have like this one word that like I have no idea what it is and you use it like three or four times. Yeah. Is it like a word of the day thing or is it like you read the dictionary and you just think that's a cool word, I want to use it? <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, I used to cop a lot of shit from a, a good mate of mine that he reckons oh, I used to just make up words or just use big words because I thought that made me sound smart. They do, was, though. That, 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 that person's a sesquipedalian for those that are interested at home <laughs> and I have been known to be called that. But um, it's funny you say that because yesterday I was just doing some uni and I found my two favourite words at the moment are erroneous Great and word. disparate. 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 
and yeah. they're just uh, they're just erroneous just means incorrect basically okay so i'm gonna use that erroneous. today that's that's erroneous i'm gonna use it today and to maybe be like let's not talk about this erroneous data yeah because it's got that. nothing to do with it but love no I, I like words but the sad thing about using big words is they say the smartest people can make complicated things sound easy i make simple things sound complicated so that's the thing i've got to work through interesting yeah that's a very cool quote i like that I might write that down that was good <laughs> I can see you typing away for another <laughs> Um We did touch on the beautiful Greta before. We love Greta. Greta is your partner. She's yep. an absolute stunning human. Um, I've had the pleasure of hanging out with her with you and we play games and she's just a beautiful girl. Um, How did you guys meet? Um, oh, it's just a fairy tale love story, really. No, she was helping a friend out at a function and, and then I met her there and I, I, I may have dilly-dallied for a while. Um, I'm not sure if that was coming up. I should just beat the punch, but I stuffed that one up a little bit. But then I came crawling back and um, wooed her, ruined the second date, and then had to start wooing all over again. But I think I finally wooed her after a few years. How did you woo- How did you stuff up the second date? What did you do? <laughs> I actually don't know this. Oh, no, but no. I- we just went to Messina and I made a throwaway comment and uh, she thought I was an arrogant <laughs> 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 And it was so tongue-in-cheek, but she just didn't know my humour yet. Yeah, okay. It was a bit sad. Um, <laughs> that's great. Um, you obviously, you've moved to Bondi now. You're living in North Bondi. Yeah. Beautiful spot. Would you say North Bondi has made you vegan, or would you say Greta has made you vegan? <laughs> uh, For all that don't know, Phil is experimenting with his... Oh, uh, no, I just, I just limit the amount of, uh, especially red meat, but yes. just meat in general. I don't eat as much as I used to. Is uh, that, and it's pretty much because of study and the, doc- the documentary. Yeah, I watched Cowspiracy and that, and it didn't make me go off it completely. Um, it was just more of a, a bit of an awareness of our impact on the environment. And yep. I must be getting old if I'm worrying about things in the future, but yeah, I don't know. I just have limited how much I eat now, but Greta... Was a bit of an influence on that. Yeah. She's a she's a vegetarian now, and I, which means at home sometimes there's not too much meat going around the house. Yeah, well, uh, my house is a bit the same. Justine is uh, she limits her meat intake. I still eat meat. I, look, I I'm pro like all the um, the animal cruelty like that. Yeah, yeah well, the ethical side of it. Pro, yeah, I mean, you like you you believe in supporting the fact that animals have got rights. And yes, yes, feelings yes. like yeah, bloody oath. Like I love animals. You all know I love my dog so much. Would never eat um, her. <laughs> But um, I'm probably just going to cut this out, to be honest, because I just don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Hello, Ryan. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm vegan uh, because of Greta, but um, it's just a small aspect of my life. We love animals. Being as smart as you are, you said before you like to look smart. Is it true you are actually not blind, you just wear glasses to look smart? <laughs> my prescription is zero, zero. Um, so I've got 20-20 vision. Um, no, unfortunately, you know, it was a really tough process wearing glasses because when I started wearing glasses, I was in about year 10 and like, it's not a good wasn't time. wasn't cool back then. No, it was definitely not cool. Year 10's not cool. And I used to have to hide them in my, in my uh, pencil case and then I'd whip them out when no one was watching in class so I could read the board and then oh, it's been a tough, and then I didn't wear them early days of my career because if you wore glasses, you got bullied. Mm. Um <laughs> Yeah, it happens. And now I wear them, but luckily some like Brody Grundy's a good player and he's like he wears them. And he wears them, so therefore like I think I can just ride on his coattails and not yeah. get away with it. But he does what he wants. The glasses cool. and the hair get some pretty strong feedback most weekends when I play. Be yourself, man. Everyone else is taken. Oh, I love that quote. I've never heard Oh, I've heard that before. It's on some podcast. Every time I love it. <laughs> Who's being in Adelaide? You, Danger or Eddie Betts? Uh geez. Eddie's three hundred this week. I'll rank them in order. It'd go B, 
bets Davis Dangerfield. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Dangerfield. Danger's Danger is always, yeah, he's, always he, he's from Mogs Creek yeah, he's Mogs Creek he didn't rock up to Adelaide for a year because he wanted to stay at school <laughs> nerd <laughs> would you say you have the third bluest eyes at the club behind Josh Kelly then myself um, I would say I've got number one and then I'd say you've got number two and I'd say Josh is a barely blue but he will do whatever it takes yeah he's a coward uh, in Sydney we love to eat out we love eating out a lot um, we, we go to you know restaurants as people do um, <laughs> Love to eat <laughs> There's a certain story About a night When you were eating ramen um, And went for a walk Down an alleyway <laughs> Can you please indul- uh, Please tell us About this story Alright so I'd never done ramen before And I went And David What, if, what is ramen by the way It's, it's like, it's Japanese, like a, it's like a Crappy it's like the, pho I yeah, love pho But a ramen pho sucks pho Correct I got told Oh this is the Japanese Japanese version of pho Yada 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 David Joyce Head of APU Great man, One David. One of the great people. Uh, really loves his ramen. And he's got Josh Kelly on it and, you know, whatever. So I've I've been invited for my first ever ramen event and we've gone out to the city um, in this random little restaurant. Um, I think Dutch, Matty DeBoer was there, Hopper, Kelly, Joyce and myself. We went there. I went and had ramen. I had about four mouthfuls. Thought it was rubbish. Yeah. Because this was, anyway, it's I think I ordered a bad ramen. And at the end of the day, they said it wasn't Can't get a good, good one. Whatever. Anyway, we're walking... We're walking back to the car and I sort of a relatively quick walker. So I'd got out in front of the boys and I had to wait a bit. And, I, and um, you know, when you just nonchalantly rest against the, against the building, you just sort of like... You think hands, it's stable. You put your hands in your pocket <laughs> and you just lean back against the wall. Yeah. So I've gone to use that move because um, I'm pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And um, for some reason, I've missed the wall <laughs> and fallen back through a doorway and tripped over the doorway in the back of the restaurant or no like, like I've gone down it's ended up being like uh, like the little galley oh. going into the thingo um, really hurt my ass <laughs> my coccyx bone was bruised but it was oh gee it was embarrassing Did, was this in front of like a lot of people uh, or just the boys I think, no I think there were a few people around but the boys all saw there's nothing it. worse than falling over yeah. in public man and my hands so were in my pocket so imagine like and also, I'm not you can't most, fall over and look cool. I'm not graceful either. So, not being graceful and falling over with your hands in your pockets, it was very. The worst thing is, Maddie DeBoer, who we mentioned before, has this intensity that we've never seen before oh, he's in crazy. life. He's the best. He sent like four emails before we've left, seeing if he get the CCTV footage oh of the event. God. Did Luckily he get it? Couldn't get it. Oh my god. God, gee, that was a rough night. Yeah. <laughs> no more ramen. No, Raman's been retired. <laughs> Filthy. It's been absolutely incredible, mate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. Mate, it's been real. It's been good. It's been real good. Thanks <laughs> for Patty Trips. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> and Saggy Fisher. Th- <laughs> Mate, uh, thank you so much for coming on. You've done it all. Can't wait to see what uh, what is in store for you the next nine years uh, and further on. Um, it's going to be incredible. Very, very, very happy that I can call you a friend. And, uh, mate, thanks again. Dylan, thank you for this great honour. You're a star. Thank you. You heard it there first. I am a star. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. The Dylan Friends podcast is produced by me, Dylan, and is edited by my great mate, Ryan Miller. To keep notified on the release, please subscribe on iTunes or wherever else you listen. If you want to see more of myself and the podcast, please follow at Dill Buckley and at Dylan Friends on Instagram. And if you want to contact me directly, please email dillandfriends at outlook.com. And don't forget to be yourself because everyone else is taken.
legitness. Yeah, it was. KO's got you covered this footy season with every game of every round live and ad break free during play. Wow, in the AFL this week, there are some huge games. Collingwood versus Adelaide, live with no ad breaks during play, exclusive in Victoria. Giants versus Bulldogs. Oh, I remember that game. I think it was 2016 at Giants Stadium to get the Bulldogs into the grand final. I will never forget that one. Live with no ad breaks free during play, exclusive in Victoria. And Essendon versus North Melbourne. Geez, that's the old Ben McKay Cup. Exclusive to Fox Footy, available on KO. Don't forget those NBA playoffs. They are dominating at the moment. It is just getting bigger and better than ever. Watch every game of both Eastern and Western Conferences finals live with ESPN on KO. There's plenty of room for everyone, no matter what you want to watch. So get on board with KO, now also available on Hubble.